What is going on? Welcome to TFW Live, the best kept secret in fantasy football, where we keep that week one feeling going all season long. I'm Austin Sear, and I'm joined here by my best friends, Johnny Game Time Hicks and Big Travi. Whisper Nation, what's going on? Got a lot of you coming up in the chat. Want to say hello here to Scotty Smithow. Sitow, excuse me, and everybody else in the chat as well as going to be joining later. But we've got a mock draft to get to, boys. This time it is going to be a 12-team super flex redraft. We've been doing a lot of dynasty, but it is feeling a little redrafty for us. So we're going to get that pop in here in just a moment with Travis on the clock first. So I guess uh, let's do that. But Johnny, Travis... How you guys doing, man? Good to see you. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm doing fantastic, man. I couldn't be more excited to kind of get lost in this mock draft today. And as Austin said, we're popping our redraft or, yeah, I should say redraft cherry here for the offseason. We're getting into that May situation, but it is a super flex. So super flex. we'll see how that kind of changes it up. Right, Johnny? Yeah, man. We we get, we got to start doing some uh, ADP checkups. You know what I mean? But oh it my should god, shake, it should check up a lot, it, or it should shake up a lot of stuff. You know, they just had a we they just had a data dump. Sleeper did of yeah. some of the ADP movement via their mock drafts that's come out on Thursday's show. Was planning to jump into a little bit of that information that's yeah, come on through. You, you yeah. won't. You won't. I I just said I would. All right, dude, you don't have to be so aggressive about it. Yes, I do. I mean, you're the one just screaming at him saying you won't. Like, <laughs> Well, speaking of won't or will, Albert M1218 at the 1.5 spot just told us in the chat of the draft that he is a new subscriber. Oh, let's go. So just want to give a fire emoji and a big thumbs up to our guy, Albert M, who is a new subscriber. And if you're new to the channel and you're just seeing us, we're trying to get to one subscriber per show, just one. Maybe more one new, one, one new. new subscriber. Yeah. So hit us with that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. We would appreciate it. Appre- pre- appreciate it. Appreciate it there. But man, really glad to have him coming in. Oh, I got to make my pick right here. I'm on the yeah. sixth spot of the clock. Oh, shit. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> Dude, you're going to run out of time. Oh, no. Oh, what do you, what, what do you mean? Oh, Let's no. see who I, what? Well, you Johnny could set seconds. your player, dude. You tell yeah, who them. do you want? Who do you want? No, it's I can't see the players there. It's going to be gone on this one. So we'll be playing uh, here Jeff- with Justin Jeff- Jefferson as my number one pick. That's actually who I would have wanted to go with anyways. So yay for me coming in here. And you, I would try. I was looking at it. Was, you said Albert M one, two, two and yes. eight. Yeah. New subscriber. Hell yes. Welcome. I missed yeah. my pick because I was busy searching for that gif. And let me tell you what, guys, it was worth it. Hold on. You're you're trying to blame missing that pick, even though we told you like three times you were on the clock. It's 30 well, seconds. I mean, <laughs> how does it be to be on the clock if I don't have the right tab open? Dude? Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah. Matter. Wow. Am yeah, I blaming am- it? I'm just telling amateur. you what happened. Amateur. I mean, pretty much most things. Yeah. Um. All right, Mr. Professional, who are you thinking, though, in this 111 <laughs> spot? Illuminate all of us with uh, your grand wisdom and execution. Who are you taking here, Johnny, at the 111? Or who are you hoping that Nemo Trees here doesn't swoop from you 
one spot ahead. I'll tell you as soon as Nemo Trees drafts. I want to know seconds. now, Johnny. No, because he's mm-hmm. Nemo Trees is probably got five seconds. Nemo dude. Nemo Tree, your pick right now, dude. And snipe him from me. Nemo Trees. Oh, is he joining. said time's up. Jacob Bly. Well, I'll see you in there. You go. I was gonna go. <laughs> Austin, I was gonna auto. go Austin Eckler, but um, why not? Uh, Let's go good old Cooper Cup. Oh, look. I am I am like shocked that we had Cooper Cup last 10 spaces, 11 spaces in a PPR redraft format. That to me seems sinful. Like I know that I had taken Justin Jefferson. I said that I wanted him. I lied. I wanted Cooper Cup. That's who I would have rather had in a PPR setup. And I don't know what world in just a year in a redraft league you'd want to take Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd make the age, you know, Who the cares? age question, but we're not there right now playing redraft. redraft. Does that matter? Yeah. yeah, well, probably not. And I guess you'd say that uh, I'm just trying to build, play a devil's advocate here. I'm I'm with you on Cooper Cup over. Get Demony here, man. Let's go. But I, I I'm thinking like maybe you can make the case that he was so hyper efficient. Um, and that you know may not happen again this year. Maybe you, the the addition of Allen Robinson, although I don't think so. But it, you could try to paint the case. I mean, they had Robert Woods, who was actually good. Like if is if Allen Robertson if Allen Robinson performs as well as Bobby Trees did last year with before he tore his ACL, I think we would all see that as an enormous success. Well, and, even o- and even OBJ, who came over after the Robert Woods injury, you know, scoring five touchdowns in the final six games. Like, so even OBJ, you know, had a great time in this offense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Cooper Cup is the answer. Um, absolutely. Yeah. What about, what about you, Johnny? Where are we out on this Cooper Cup one? Because for me, Cooper Cup in a PPR format, I'm I'm taking him before I'm taking Christian McCaffrey or that's but that's where I'm considering him right there. I'm just a little concerned about CMC's overall health. But if those things were equal, I would take cup right behind him by one spot is that am i off or do you agree i'm i mean i'm i'm fine with either one of those it's just how you want to if i'm in the beginning of the draft i probably would go with a running back first Mm -hmm. uh i do think that just because there's so much depth at the wide receiver position and, and but there's depth, the, but is there what Cooper Cup brings to the table? Scott's coming in here. He's on my is side. There is there a guy? C- yes, CMC. No, no, I'm, I'm CMC, CMC. When he's when he's healthy, I you're you you're point itself like to great stuff. How CMC is the best fantasy player of all time when he's being utilized. How he has traditionally been utilized in a Panthers jersey, like that guy. That guy was a RB one without scoring a touchdown in a in a week like that's how good he is he gets you 100 yards on the ground 100 yards through the air any given week right yeah sure sure yeah no we're, I'm, I'm with you on there on the cmc love i think i don't know if there's anybody out there whether you're a novice intermediary professional who's got anything negative to say about cmc other than the health concerns that's really the only thing and he's not he's not injured right now and as Travis has said, everybody's injury prone. Like we're carbon-based yeah. life forms, and if football is a violent sport, so that could absolutely happen. We're feeling I mean, good about CMC right now. I mean, hell, the all the running backs that are off the board at this very moment, there are only two right now that have not missed time out of that whole group uh, mm-hmm. in their career. Now that is Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris, and that's they were they've not been in the league that long. 
So you almost seem to be backing up the point I was making earlier of taking Cooper Cup earlier on because the running back position is so violent and we have a lot of running backs who have gotten hurt lately. I'm not looking at a data table right now, but anecdotally speaking, wide receivers seem to have a cleaner bill of health throughout the course of the season. It seems like they miss less games than running backs do. If you're taking, if you're spending first round capital on a player, would it not make sense to spend that on a guy who has a lower chance of getting hurt, but a similar chance of getting similar points? I mean, again, it's, you know, the, how comfortable you feel with, having like i i like having a lot more depth at the at the running back position i can i can pick up waiver wire guys and and guys that are going to be one week now again are they going to be fully equivalent to a wide receiver like cooper cup no but there's a lot more depth at the wide receiver position and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more ability to play great matchups at the wide receiver position that that's the route that i generally like to play I, I would rather have I do too. some kind of anchor uh, wide receiver. Now, again, when you get to, oh, Cooper Cup is at pick 11, like, yeah, I'm going to take the value there, and then I'll figure it out later on in my draft. Um, Full disclosure on this, I am pressing a little bit on this because I am considering moving a little bit of way from my traditional fantasy football strategy and blossoming into what I – believe earned has earned some additional consideration it's a more pass happy league there are fewer and fewer bell cow backs as you pointed out most of those backs end up getting hurt throughout the course of the year and while there are a ton of wide receivers you know a guy who's in the nfl with a wr next to his name yeah there's a lot of those guys but how many of them are main veins for their teams how many of them are set up again to be in a position to prosper north of 200 fantasy points overall. And that number is a lot lower than the overall amount of wide receivers. And so I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around a guy like, you know, uh, one of these, these halfbacks who's a good halfback, but the overall output of the halfback is coming down, it seems, year in and year out. Does that promote the wide receiver or is that just a little bit of a, a lowering there of the running back, but the wide receivers are kind of staying put? Well, I think you hit on a bunch of stuff here that we like. We talked a little bit with Dave Kluge last week, and I just think that the dead zone is going to change our our opinion of these running backs. Like you said, the pure runners, some of that stuff. And the dead zone being like rounds three through five running backs, traditionally speaking. Technically, you'd maybe want to avoid this and pick your wide receivers there. But we've actually seen a shift in the wide receivers as well. Yeah, we got Jefferson and we got Chase in there. But Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill have major question marks this year you know major hits to their you know you know their value and redraft in my opinion now i don't think it can get better from last year and maybe it doesn't get worse but i would i would bet that in both those situations it's going to get worse Uh, logically speaking at the same level is probably the best degrade coming down a little bit is probably more likely going into a new team new quarterback where you were the dude and what we pointed out last week was like, hey, now we've got all these guys over 26 that normally we'd stick our nose up at and we'd say, oh, I don't really want to draft him. But we've got guys like Leonard Fournette, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who just got those two that just got taken, Derrick Henry, um, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, some of these guys that are going and you're like, well, I don't necessarily think they're the typical dead zone running back that I'd be looking at here um, to, to to fall off. And so. Uh, it's kind of it's going to be interesting where ADP settles in what we do with the new the new you know look wide receivers inevitably people you know I think we see about four 
to six new wide receiver ones. I think that's the stat each and every year. So from the year over, so we're going to see new guys projected up. And some of those guys you look at, you know, like CD lamb is one. That's obviously a popular one. You know, T Higgins is one we talked about mm. last week. You know, these guys that, mm, I like that. that really project into the, into the wide receiver one. So I think it's, you know, there's a lot of meat on the bone here. It's the, the, the first round may be a little bit trickier than normal. If you're not playing in a super flex, that's why I like mm-hmm. the idea of getting, you know, the surefire running back or going with the quarterback in that first round, because like, there's just so much tumultuousness. I don't know if that's a word, but, uh, tumultuity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of tumultuosity, uh, that's there. And I just think that that's something to be mindful of as we, as we go into our dress. I mean, look at this, like James Connor in the super flex going at four ten. Well, and like yeah. an ADP correction. Good. It should, that be. should be. And I, I don't even think it's right. It's been going it on in like the ninth and 10th for the last month. That is an original. I don't know about that's, that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he's definitely, he needs he belongs even probably further up than this. Um, if you're looking at just like the climate of what he's able to do in a redraft league only, the upside that I'm going to throw out a couple of names, actually make it a few. I'm going to throw out three names right here that I think you're going to hear some industry professionals say these guys were really efficient last year. You shouldn't expect to see similar outputs from what we saw last year. And I'm going to actually counter that and say, I think you can expect to see similar, if not even better outputs than their surprising performances last year. And that was, let me guess, let me guess. Austin, Travi and Johnny game time and the fantasy whispers. That's who you're talking about. That would already qualify. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, how does it not like you just label everything? If it fits us to a T. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Think about it. <laughs> I'll, he's, I think he's trying. He's like, I'm trying to, but. <laughs> no, I was going right. to go with James Conner as number okay. one. I think James Conner can be even better than he was last year with the Arizona okay. Cardinals now that Chase Edmonds has departed. And I'm talking about a guy who finished as the number five overall running back in whatever your format is. He's 27 years old. 233 pounds of solid ass weight, not just solid weight, solid ass weight. James Connors coming in. And I think you could see him utilize even more. Another name we already mentioned here. That's Cooper cup for me. I think Cooper cup has a chance to do even better than he did last year because it's another year of familiarity with him and his quarterback, Matt Stafford. It's another season of brunches. They get to enjoy and get even closer with. I'm not concerned at all about his age. Not one, not one sliver. And I'm not concerned about defenses being more privy to what Cooper Cup is about. They started off Stafford and Cup rolling last year. Uh, if, you, if any defensive coordinator was paying attention after week two, they saw what this was about. They tried to stop him. They couldn't. It went all the way to the Super Bowl. And I don't know why that would all of a sudden pick up. And then it, it, and like, you know, yeah, I like uh, I like me some. I like me some Allen Robinson. But again, I don't like him more than I like Bobby Trees last season. So to me, the competition in the wide receiver room is similar for Cooper Cup as it was last year. He has no declining physicals, but his rapport with Matt Stafford is one year deeper. So for me, those three names. Oh, and then the last one I was going to throw out is our boy Dave Kluge's Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette is in a prime position to be a as high as a top five running back this year. He is a strong runner. He always has been coming out of college. His issue, as is with so many, is health. And he's now playing with less competition in the Tampa Bay backfield. Yeah, we might get Rashad White coming in there, who's looking like a rookie worth his salt, but it's still a rookie. 
We'll see how much of a call Bruce Arians has on that roster, but he notoriously doesn't like rookies. And he's still what Arians is like the president of basketball operations. And he's the one who promoted Todd Bowles. So he's still got some influence over there. Anyways, Leonard Fournette was able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He earned some more trust with Tom Brady, uh, and he's going to be Tom Brady's starting halfback coming in. So those three guys, I think that they have a chance to perform even better in 2022 compared to how they surprisingly finished in 2021. Those three guys, again, being James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I like those. I like those names. I, I venture to throw out a few names myself here. I think Miles Sanders is someone that I, Ooh, I like that is going a little bit lower than maybe he needs to. T Higgins is another one. We talked a little bit about that last week. I like T Higgins a lot. I think mm-hmm. T Higgins could easily finish um, as a wide receiver one and you're getting him, especially in this draft, you're getting him pretty late here. Um, but back to Sanders, he scored zero rushing touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, zero, like he didn't get one in the game that, you you know, he missed in Detroit. I think the running back scored like four touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not just that, but then you look at their actual schedule for this year and it starts really soft. I mean, they're already in a really weak division with the Cowboys, the, the, the Reds or the, <laughs> the commanders and the, uh, the Giants. So and they're scheduled to open starts off really weak. I think they get Detroit and Jacksonville at the beginning of their schedule in that first month. So I really think that the way they've set this up, uh, Miles Sanders is getting slept on a little bit. People are burned by touchdowns, but we know those swing back, you know, quite a bit a year to year. They're very volatile stat. Um, and Sanders, I really like the whole back room, backfield. Like if you can't get Sanders, I don't mind scooping up Gainwell. Um, keep an eye on undrafted Kennedy Brooks uh, as yeah. well. I think there's some guys that are that are in that, you know, Losses Scott will probably get utilized a little bit. We saw him last. Another one too. Like I just that 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 running back room is someone to or some to is one to keep an eye on. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to just highlight that the Eagles' second half of the season did get more running backs involved. We saw Jordan Howard enter the chat. We saw Miles Sanders remain active, and Boston Scott again. He was getting work done. Kenneth Gainwell was kind of the odd man out, but then they would sneak him in here and there too. I think that Sirianni and the Eagles are going to be utilizing that run first approach. I think Hertz does see a little bit more action. They just have to. I mean, 16 passing touchdowns for Jalen Hertz. They're going to need to get more out of him and that offense. But I like what you were saying there about Miles Sanders. I think he's being slept on. I think he's in a really good spot. Another healthy guy playing for what I think is going to be a more efficient running team going forward. I wanted to highlight some of the Whisper Nation members in the chat here. First impressions, Hertz may be a bit high. Jamar Chase and Akers a little low, Yaz is saying, about ADP. I yeah, presume. I, I uh, or this draft probably. I did I did go a little bit high on, on Hertz here, but I just knew he was not going to reach me in the third. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went with Hertz there. Um, Talk to me a little on Hertz on this one. You've been really close to the Eagles offense, Johnny, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, you've been a big fan of his coming out of college. You and I would talk a lot about what he brought to the table and finished as a quarterback one in his first year as a starter. Yeah, I think he's really, really good. I think people sleep on him because the Eagles are sleeping on him. I think he's going to continue to improve. Getting the uh, getting a guy like A.J. Brown in the lineup is going to do a lot because teams have to respect that. Whether we like uh, Devonta Smith or not, he was a rookie, and there was a lot of, you know, like the teams just didn't respect that. And so now having a, a big-bodied wide receiver like that who is a, a yak monster – 
I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that chemistry rolls out. Um, but I, I just think, you know, some people might point to the fact that he did have 10 rushing touchdowns and say, hey, that could regress. And and so that's a lot of value that you now he has to make up. And possibly, I, I do think that it could come down maybe one or two. But listen, Josh, we talk about it and kind of joke about it all the time. But Josh Allen continues to put up monster rushing uh, touchdowns year after year. Why? Because it's an ability. It it creates it, it makes a mismatch for the defense. It causes the defense to think w- about one more person in that backfield than normal. And so when mm-hmm. you have that ability, especially a bigger uh quarterback uh than like like Hurts, it, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. And so yeah, I'm with I do think Sanders will definitely get way more. I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. I think he'll get more touchdowns, but I still think Hertz is safe as far as the touchdown upside uh from a rushing ability. Yeah, I think that Hertz is in a good spot, even if there are long-term question marks surrounding Jalen Hurts and his starting role with the Eagles. We know Gardner Minshew's not taking over for Jalen Hurts. They didn't go out and pick up a quarterback in the draft or in the offseason. And I think they're all guns ablazing for Jalen Hurts coming into 2022. That's great for your fantasy team. We'll see if it's good for your Eagles fanhood. I think it is. I think that I think Jalen Hurts has a real viable future in the NFL as a quarterback for the Eagles or whatever team he's a part of. And I'm just excited for them to support him, build a team around him. They're obviously doing that. They went out and got A.J. Brown. That's exciting. Um, I love the idea of Rager moving to permanent special teams or as a deeper backup as it looks like we're going to have Quez Watkins maintaining his slot role, and and that's got a little bit of juice in it there. And then Goddard, and as we have Mike in here pointing out, number one in rushing with Sanders having 754 yards. Moving the conversation along here uh, to another running back and talking about the rushing opportunities, and it's not just because he said my name in here, but Smitty Satow saying amazing value on Kenneth Sear. I think he's talking about Kenneth Walker and <laughs> yeah. referring to me as Austin Sear. And I agree. I was able to pick him up here in the seventh round. And we got today the news. And it, I like that the little color that Sleeper put in there. They, they always like to keep it spicy. And so it begins. Rashad Penny dealing with some leg tightness or some hamstring tightness, right? Yeah. yeah. This is, who cares? This is it's it's May. I thought this was hilarious because it was like, oh, here we go again. Good. I'm glad, actually. Why? Because this means that he isn't going to practice. He isn't going to uh, do anything in order to risk actually getting injured for the season. So this is great news. This is great. But there is a, there is the counterpoint caveat, and I understand, hey, if the team sees Kenneth Walker and gets the glimpse of him, then, hey, maybe he earns this job over a penny. I, listen, we know... Pete Carroll. And when you were his guy, you're his guy. It doesn't matter. Everybody's his guy, though. Hey, but here's the problem. Yeah, but there's a level of priority, a a chain of commands, as you'll say. So and Penny's uh, Penny's link in the chain is further along than Kenneth yeah, Walker. Yeah, absolutely. He's at number one on That's that list. Do you think so? Now, absolutely. Rashad Penny, we've said it before, and you're going to hear me say it again. Rashad Penny spent about a third of the season last year as the number one overall halfback. The last six weeks of the NFL season, none other than Rashad Penny was the number one halfback. Guys, please, three and a half years as 
a I bottom know. 250 running back. But we can't ignore that period either, Johnny. Well, I know that like this is a long time ago and all the Kenneth Walker dynasty bros are out there for my head right now. But a long time ago before the draft, before Seattle drafted Kenneth Walker, when they probably shouldn't have because they have a million other fucking holes. But before they did that, right, they paid Rashad Penny about it's top 15 back. running back numbers like money as far as this offseason. Yeah, one year deal, but still top 15 in the market. Right. He showed us, as Austin said, he was a top five back, the number one fantasy player down the stretch for the last six weeks. Right. Um, so he did that. So, yes, there's a hamstring. That's, you know, unfortunate for Rashad Penny, but probably good for our Rashad Penny like stock and redraft. We probably yeah. like this because the value is going to be there now. Ooh. I think if you had to make me get behind a crystal ball and, t- and forecast this year, it'll be Penny's backfield for as long as he's healthy in this backfield and it'll eventually probably be walkers over time i think he'll be fine for a dynasty ad i don't really love it but in redraft this year i love penny for for what we have going on and the value that he's there top 15 money again but also about 90 percent of that guaranteed so i think i think there's enough uh travi what is this seed that is bull that is germinating in your heart of this Kenneth Walker. I know you're making a take on Kenneth Walker about how you're not yeah, just really feeling him. And buy the dip. He's just saying, buy the dip. Do you on Penny? Yeah. So he's saying not, not fantasy. I just buy, like do your I, own research. I think but... The biggest thing that Walker has going for him is he's a pure rusher. That's fine. And honestly, it probably benefited him to go to Seattle because they don't throw their backs enough anyway. So like it, it won't really matter. Carson never got a ton of targets and he still put up, big numbers in this offense obviously russell wilson means a lot to this i just think that seattle is not a good landing spot it's one of the worst in the league i think his profile was great from a pure rusher but had big question marks as a receiver so that that's my that my problem with kenneth walker and then this if we think that oh no they they spent the draft capital tell me the last time seattle gave a shit about draft capital they don't Okay, Chris Carson was a seventh round pick. We've talked about this on this show a bunch about how they just cycle through running backs every single year, whoever's good. So miss me with the draft capital on Kenneth Walker. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I don't care about the draft capital. I just think he's actually a good running back. Yeah, and if he is good, he'll play. That's what we know out of Pete Carroll. Like, if he's good, he'll go out there and play. I thought he was a fine, you know, runner. I have questions about his profile coming out because, he, again, he did not catch the ball. And we can argue about, like, if they should be able to catch the ball or not. But we've seen over time that we get less hits out of college if they cannot catch the football coming out, if they didn't have a lot of production catching the ball coming out. And you can point to Jonathan Taylor, and I'll tell you, you're pointing to the, the, you know, the exception and not the rule, but. You know, I mean, there's examples we could point to. Todd Gurley picked up pass catching. Leonard Fournette's yeah, got better at it. Like it's yeah, come on, you're catching the ball 15 like, yards down the back. Like the top one percent of running. Well, back. how many? I mean, real talk. How many halfbacks can't catch a ball 15 yards? Ronald Jones, who was another yeah, like, one who had yeah. a great rushing profile coming out of college and then busted as a receiver in the NFL. So much they had to go get dusted Giovanni Bernard and sign him. Because yeah. they that that's how bad he was at catching. Ronald Jones couldn't make it work, and Ronald Jones, we've got some question marks, and he's on his he's on a new team now because of it. I I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think you should. I think you can develop that skill. Not everybody can develop the skill, sure. but I'm just oh not God. concerned right away from someone not coming into the pros as a halfback and not having like a ton of work as I'll, a pass I'll, catching back. I think you can learn it if you had. To. I, but here's the here's the the real deal. 
who who gives who gives two shits if he who gives a not? shit? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, we just we just talked about how Penny was the number one running back down the stretch last year. Do we not? Well, guess what? Did. He never That's he never point. he o- he point. only eclipsed he only eclipsed more than two receptions that whole entire time one game in which he had three targets, but. He only caught two of them. So he never actually had more than two receptions out of the backfield. And guess what? It didn't fucking matter because he was still the RB1. So it's yeah, the system. No, it's the system it's a, that it's you want. It's a good point. It's a good, it's a good point. It's a good point. I do want to get to some of these other good points from Whisper Nation coming in. Mike Herrick saying any injury hurts Penny. Well, that's what an injury does. It hurts me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott has, has trying good. to figure out why CMC these days. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, trying to figure out why CMC is just fine at three overall, and Michael Thomas is in seventh round Siberia. Oh, I can tell you well, why. Why? I mean, well, we've talked about how much I mean, CMC scores when he's on the field and the fact that they don't have anybody behind him. Oh, Dante Foreman. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. But what has New Orleans done? They traded the farm for a wide yeah, receiver in the first round. They also brought in Jarvis Landry. Uh, so I'm worried about Michael Thomas. They've also said that they don't have a timeline for Michael Thomas. The guy's been off for two years. How do they not What's know Ben Simmons? Bad? What's yeah, up, dude? dude. So for me, yeah, I'm worried. And he probably belongs even lower than that now. Like, I thought he was a good value coming in if, if all those things were removed, um, just given the fact that we don't know what he's going to be like with Jameis Winston. Now, Johnny's made great points about he should match up well, but Johnny's kind of changed his tune, too, about Michael Thomas. Like, he was well, in on Michael Thomas, but given what New Orleans has done and what they've said, you know, I think, Johnny, you'd probably say that you're a little concerned now, too, about Michael Thomas. Well, yeah. When I mean, I I wasn't concerned at all, even with the moves. I understood, um, but I became nervous when I saw that come out and say, "Oh, well, we're there's still no timetable. We're not sure where he's at." I'm like, I'm with Travis. Like, what the hell? Like, it's been a year and a half. Like, what what else, what other rest do you need? Like, at the, at some point, like you're over rested. Like, you you have too much rest. You know. So it's like when I when I saw that, that's. Now he's been out, but he's also not been out, out, right? And I think that's a difference. Like we've seen CMC come in and just blow us away. He wins you your matchup and then he goes out and you're super sad and you're just hoping he gets healthy. And they also haven't stretched him like they haven't really overdone when he's had his hamstring issues coming up. So you're still hoping that when CMC hops on the field, he's going to be back to what he is. Michael Thomas, we haven't seen it. It's been some time. Like I'm, I'm forgetting what he was about and then factor in all of the hate right, wrong or not that he was getting, you know, slant boy and these other comments coming out. Like he wasn't solidified as an elite receiver as was he was solidified as an exciting receiver. You can't have a year finish like Michael Thomas did a few years back as the number one overall wide out and not be a freaking exciting ass player. But since we've, we've only really seen it once and he has a totally different quarterback, a totally different head coach and a lot of other wide receivers around him that he didn't have the last time he performed at that level. So why are we why are we concerned about Michael Thomas? That's why we're concerned about Michael Thomas. Also, like like it's May. So like we could learn a lot more about Michael Thomas before the season. But right now we have to adjust the ADP accordingly. Right. Like we have to be, we have to draft based on what we think 
uh, we know so far, and this is what we know that we don't know a lot about Michael Thomas. What we stuff. think we know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not quite what we think we know, which the, which was the problem, which is why we dropped him down. Uh, Guys, before we before we move on to any other topics outside of the Saints Damn room, it, Austin, I'm, I'm just took Mitch Trubisky. I thought I'm just I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the quarterbacks here right now, and Drew Brees yeah, is on gone. this page. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he might come. I mean, Drew, he might come back. He got surgery uh, on the old shoulder. Yeah. Is there any? Are you guys biting into any of the? Hey, maybe I'll come back and play comments from Brees. No. No, nope. toying with our emotions. Yeah, and I think it was mostly in jest. A lot of what he was talking about there. I think I, it's. I, the, I also think it's a leverage play because I, apparently he didn't get asked or offered a job with the either Amazon or the, the anyway, broadcasting wise. Broadcasting wise, mm. right? And I mean, so was, I can feel that. So oh, then sorry, he, you know, he, then he was just like, okay, well then maybe I'll go play football, and then it's like maybe he'll get a couple offers because like. So you think he's leveraging this and to try to get a better broadcasting deal? I'm I'm saying potentially. I I don't necessarily know if I 100% agree with that because I do think that, you know, we've heard it from several people before, you know, past quarterbacks that they do get this like really big itch to come back. And especially when they've been away and they don't feel like they quite, you know, left the best on the field, which is Drew Brees. Um, And so... I do kind of think that like if he's like, oh, maybe I get the surgery and you like know, if Jason, I do still feel this way, it'd be like the Jason Witten of quarterbacks. If he gained I want to I this segue, I'm going to blend exactly, two topics dude. we talked about. I'm going to bring it over to another quarterback with question marks as well as a flash in the pan performance. We're wondering if there's more on the bone with Wow, I'm mixing a lot of metaphors. I want to ask you guys about Trey Lance. We've got we've got Scott coming in talking about Jimmy G's the starting quarterback in San Francisco he didn't get traded because they didn't want to trade him. No, we only saw um, we saw Trey Lance have one great year over at North Dakota State University. Is that enough to give you guys confidence that he is the rightful starter for the 49ers? Um I don't I don't know if I want to go all the way back to his to his one season one hit wonder status is why I think that they'll make him the starter. I think trading away three first round picks Mm-hmm. To get up to mm-hmm. go get Trey Lance is why I think he'll be the starter. I also have heard enough reports and listened to some of the beat writers out of San Francisco who have said that they tried to trade Jimmy G mm-hmm. and teams were very, very disciplined. I mean, look at all the teams that wanted quarterbacks and how they didn't go out and really get them other than Matt Ryan and, and the big names that moved. Right. So like Carson Wentz obviously moved, you know, but like I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. I'm talking about, you know, our guy uh, here in Jimmy G. Now, Jimmy G has the shoulder situation. Baker had his own shoulder situation and a fat contract. They both have big contracts that teams don't necessarily want to absorb right now. So I don't think San Francisco wants to cut him, but they may be forced to at some point down the line because he is like the highest player against their cap right now Mm. uh, because of his massive deal. And again, like Trey Lance is the guy they want. Because Jimmy G does a lot of the intermediate short stuff that they like, but Trey Lance could take the offense to another level. Will he? I don't know. I, I, I'm not a quarterback scout. I like Trey Lance. I liked him coming out. I think he makes a lot of big throws. I think he could bring them to a whole different level, um, especially than what Jimmy G is capable of. He could also sure. he could also bust and flame out. I, I don't know, but I think that they are going to be forced to move off of Jimmy G and to act like they want Jimmy G as their starting quarterback. I can assure you they do not. They do not want him as the starting quarterback because they wouldn't have made the moves that they made 
and, and they literally we have reports of them shopping him around but teams just have not bit yet they were asking for like multiple first rounders uh, last i heard for jimmy G. yeah that that was the problem is that he they're asking for multiple first rounders and he is still going through the rehab process with the shoulder so teams don't exactly know where he stands so they're not going to trade yeah, for an johnny injury. knows where he stands he takes him right here on the 13th he says who cares right the shoulder surgery? I'll take no it. i right because and this is why i took him there because one like uh austin said there is no like you look at the quarterbacks available uh right now and there were like no quarterbacks available i do expect jimmy g to be traded uh before the start of the season I don't I, I'm with you. I don't think that they want to, uh, you know, like they they trade up. They trade so many picks in order to get this guy and they can't just have him sit on the sidelines. The other thing that I thought was very intriguing and why I am more on the boat that they are going to move on some way somehow from Jimmy G is because uh, you had George Kittle that was on Pat McAfee's show last week. And what there was a couple interesting things that uh, George Kittle met, uh, mentioned. One being that uh, Trey Lance is going to be one of the quarterbacks that is throwing during tight end university. There are three quarterbacks that got invited, Pat Mahomes uh, and uh, Trey Lance were two of those names. Uh, Forgive me, I can't remember the third one exactly. Uh, But that is one thing. And the second thing that was more important is that he said, listen, is, is Trey Lance going to at this very moment as good as jimmy g and he's like really no he's not Mm -hmm. but does he have and has he shown a lot in camp that makes you turn your head and or in in otas and stuff and practice that makes you turn your head and go oh this guy's different he's like yes and so he's like what we will what we need to do or should do is just take the go with the bat at this point he just need reps that's what he's like he just needs Mm -hmm. pro reps that's it so the only way you could get those is if you're starting so he's like i think we should just take the go with the bad and uh you know and then and have him our starter take our lumps you know he's like i think we have a good enough team to overcome the downfalls and and then he's like and then he gets his his reps uh and so when you hear something like that from a veteran player like and and someone so crucial to that uh entire team like kittle you tend to think okay he's probably privy to some conversation and he's kind of saying something as to that right now yeah, I don't think there's I, I th- I'm with you on this one. I think there's just a lot of variables influencing this ultimate binary call. Freak Stomper brings up an interesting point. I want to bring that up. I also say what up to do it for 20. Good to have you here with us, man. Freak smiled at my face. Free Stomper says, but Jimmy has a $27 million injury guarantee. They can cut him for $2 million once he's healthy. He told the team he wasn't going to get surgery and did, making impossible to trade him. Have you guys heard about this? I, I haven't that's heard pretty, about this. No, I didn't know. That's about pretty that. shifty. I don't know how you give Jimmy G the injury clause. That that cracks me up. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, Freak Stomp for 49er. He's got 49ers in his name. My goodness. If anyone would yeah. know, it would be him. And that's a pretty that's a pretty strong claim right there. That would bring a lot yeah. into question for me. Not just the legality of his specific contract. Yep. I mean, uh, look, I, I think he's. I, like he's Jimmy or uh, Freak Stomper said, once he's healthy, he's going to ask for his release. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I think that's this is going that way, in my opinion. Like they they're going to move off of Jimmy G. They they have Kittle out there doing promo work for Trey Lance. Trey Lance has improved enough to you know 
They wanted a redshirt Trey Lance, and they got the redshirt year out of him. Now, yeah, did did they take him to an NFC championship? Yes. Did he also throw picks that cost you know caused them games countless times? Yes. That's what Jimmy G does. You know, he's in for at least one mistake. Was he hurt? Yes. Yeah. Give me that. You know, uh, that's fine. I, I'm telling you, I think that they believe that their best chance to hit the next level for years and years and years is to put Trey Lance into this offense, and you know, we'll see. Yeah. We will see, and we're going to see what the rest of this draft looks like here in just two picks when Johnny makes his, and then we got the cast pajamas rolling in with Mr. Irrelevant, as they say. Last pick of this 12-team Superflex mock draft, but Whisper Nation, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be getting into some draft grades, but more excitingly, or equally excitingly, is the best ball tournament, right, boys? We're going to be doing a six-team best ball draft over on Underdog. If you haven't let downloaded the platform, do yourself a favor and download Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TFW. Once you do, you'll get up to $100 in matched funds. You put in $50, bucks, you get $50 more. You put $100 in, you get another $100. And you can use that every Monday when you do a best ball tournament with us, the Fantasy Whispers. And we're about to jump into that in just a few moments. The draft is done. Noah Fant is off the board. We are now going to get this draft room set up while we also start breaking down some of these teams. Isn't that right, boys? Johnny, is it me or are you launching the best ball room? Oh, I can get uh, it right. I'll, I'll make it right yeah. now. Travis is going to launch yeah. the best ball room. Your, your account get cleared? Yeah, bro. Oh, let's go. All right. You had, Travis. To in, you had to put in the good word, huh? Pay somebody off, dude. They were investigating had, a Rico case. And I had an injury. out. I was like, uh, you had an injury uh, clause. Yeah, injury clause, like, like Jimmy G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coming in here. I'm glad you're able Calvin, to get that oh, Calvin wants to reiterate CMC was an auto pick. Would have taken Herbert at three and super flex. Well, Calvin, Mike, it, doesn't, Mike, it doesn't matter what you would have done. It's what you actually did. <laughs> Mike Herrick and, was coming we in. A, we're doing Scott a six. Was having some comments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to. So Travis going to get our best ballroom set up. There's going to be three spots available to join us in our best ball draft. When we, once the room fills up, we're going to have to jump over because it doesn't give us a chance to set a time. So as soon as that last person joins, we're going to have to move over to our best ball draft. But until then, Johnny, we got a lot of squads here that we can start breaking down and doing some draft grades for. We do you want to start off with want to start on the backside there with the cast pajamas who drafted one spot after you in the 12th. All right. Uh, got cast pajamas here. 12 spot back end of the draft right next to me. S- luckily, not snipe. He didn't snipe too many of my picks this week. So that that's pretty <laughs> good. Or this episode this year. Uh, but started off, went back to back quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, two Russian quarterbacks. Pretty good there. Um, and then also grabbed our guy, Mac Jones, all the way down. Please don't say the, our guy. Okay, fine. My I guy. I can't stand Mac Jones. Dude. Mac Jones, all the way down in the ninth round. I don't know, like offended you'd even think he'd be a part of my guys. Okay, well, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be part of your guys after next year once you guys get yeah. more. Uh, get he will be a mistake. If he is good, it'll just be a mistake of mine. Oh wow, <laughs> unreal! So you're never gonna whatever. It's besides he's point. never he's never coming he's got, to the living room. He, he he. Those are his three quarterbacks. Taking wide receiver in the third. Uh, <laughs> he got Mike Evans. Difference. 
Hey, the, the links in the private chat. Uh, jump in there. Sorry to interrupt, Johnny. And then we'll we'll jump, oh. we'll drop it for everybody else. And then Scott, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. I like that. All right, got it. Got it in the private chat here. Oh, got to sign in. Um, okay, God, so geez. wide receivers. Well, I'm trying to like basically <laughs> put a show over here. Talk, talk, talk about Mac Jones. Same time yeah, over here. So we got Mike Evans over here in the, as his first wide receiver off the board in the third round. Pair that with DJ Moore in the sixth, Brandon Cooks in the seventh, Devonta Parker in the eleventh, and uh, Juwan Dotson all the way in the fourteenth. His running backs, he waited all the way to the fourth round to grab his first one, but he landed Ezekiel Elliott. Then he went CEH with the fifth pick or fifth round pick. Uh, Kareem Hunt in the eighth. Uh, and then you got James Cook in the 10th, Naheem Hines in the 13th. His two tight ends are uh, Cole Komet and Noah Fant in the 12th and 15th round. So what do we. <laughs> Pizza Belly's comment here is cracking me up. He says, just to be clear, I would have drafted a whole different team if nobody else was drafting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, People at the CMC hate, though. I'm with Calvin. CMC could have a big bounce back, though. I think the only thing in his way is his own health. I think the Panthers are more cognizant of that. I think he's going to be set up for success. And as Travi says, yeah. everybody's injury prone. We've spent a lot of time on this CMC. The one thing I'll say is like people, Mike was in here saying, oh, I wouldn't take him there. And that's a personal preference. I get it. Like I get what you're saying. Wait till the second of all those guys that we're talking about. He's one of the few that has the ceiling of JT and of Henry of this like 30, you know, 30 to 35 point PPR game. And so that's why I think he nice. belongs up there because the ceiling is so high. But anyways, we'll get back to this cat's pajamas uh, draft here. I think for my ranking on the cat's pajamas, I really like what he did in some spots, but I don't see this as a complete team. I've got like his third wide receiver is a big question mark. His running back room makes me a little nervous. I'm I, not getting Tony Pollard is going to put a lot of pressure on Ezekiel Elliott to stay the number one, whether it's through performance or health. CEH is also going to be getting a lot more competition from his stone hand counterpart in Ronald Jones. Now that's not good for CEH's overall production. I'm, I'm and then hunt hunt is honestly the guy I have maybe the most amount of confidence in of these three running backs, but he is ceiling is capped by Nick Chubb being ahead of him. So I'm a little bit concerned. We're, I think I'm, I think I go like B minus B minus for me. Cause I like, I like his, I like his, quarterbacks a lot and mike evans dj moore even brandon cooks are, are pretty good um but but again cooks you know the third wide receivers got some question marks there and um so i got some questions about his running backs too okay uh, travis what'd you give him yeah i mean i this is uh i'm gonna say c plus i uh, or actually i'm gonna say b minus i think the quarterbacks in the super flex are gonna push him over I think that's what's going to do it. My problem, though, is like it gets scary after the quarterbacks. Like all three running backs are scary. Uh, even Hunt could have issues this year. Like they could they could move Hunt this year based on the contract and the other running backs they have in the room. Um, and yeah, like Austin was talking about the wide receivers. So there's some other things there. Um, yeah, he's probably going to trade Mac Jones and you know Ezekiel Elliott to Travis later on in the year. And right. his uh, boy. Yeah, and, and get. I mean, I might. One I, I might be a buyer on Zeke. I, I, I'm still that. That still has to figure itself out. <laughs> Zeke burned me a lot last year, so. Well, we should figure he out did. Nemo Trees draft rate here. 
We you did know, figure out putting in the link in the in the chat. So get in there and fill this baby up. And yeah, we we're waiting on two. Oh, we got one. Get we're in there and fill this baby up. <laughs> we're talking about Dang. the draft room, sickos. Right. Okay. Wait, Johnny, did you get sickos? in? Yeah, I'm in, in there. Johnny? Yeah, I'm in there. Get the restart, I'm, bro. I'm at the one spot, dude. No, I'm at the one spot. Dude. We're going to be flying in this one. Something happened to the feed? Oh, something's going to happen to your whole existence, Scott. We're going to mess you up in the best <laughs> ball draft. Get ready for that action coming up that's going to be getting started here in just a little bit man i'm excited about how fast we're filling up these best ball rooms we're going to have to pace out our there we go draft grades uh a little bit more strategically down the road because we're about to jump into some best ball drafting boys which means draft grades are going out the freaking room and we're going to replace it with the best ball tourney the best part of this best ball tourney, Austin, is that it's the six team again which means oh i'm in the stack dude Second Can't spot. Wait. Stacked, ready to attack. Bounce it back. Ooh. Let's go. Ooh. Oh, I get it. Scott got I get in. So Scott's in. Thank God. Scott's in. Fuck yeah. Oh, I love doing 420 here. 12 yeah. watches, nine lights. Give our boys some live. Oh, we love Trying to get love. at least one more. One. One more. We're, trying, more to get, we're trying to get one subscriber today, Whisper Nation. Can you, can you help us out? If you're already subbed, you can't. You can only help us with a like, which helps a, the algorithm spread it far and wide which might get us that one sub that's going to give us all we need just to keep it coming back so that's an honest statement we love you we love you just the same if you start i'm on the clock travis on the clock come back who are you gonna who are you gonna take big dog taking cooper cup you guys talked me into it Ah, i wanted him number one overall in the best ball Already yeah, full for the best ball we're draft. We're gonna, we might start looking at how we're going to get more slots in here. It's just we're going to take uh, advantage of some of our Patreon subscriptions yes. in yeah. this. Get cool. you all a leg up over the rest. We want to. We want to. Oh, honor I'm on our, the block here. We want to honor oh, those who honor on. us. Oh no, boys! I'm. A, I'm. I forgot. Um, I had, you oh, suck again. Yeah, Dude, that makes on. me happy. Okay, cool. How Jonathan could you Taylor. even? How could you even do that when you knew it was? You know, you had. You knew it was coming. No, you yeah, guys what was it? You me. gave me you to start this never, off. Hold on, hold on. First off, oh, what are you, you going to What kind of excuse you, you, you want? Never once what kind of excuse you using, bro? Did you ever huh? want? See, I just this is when I just mute Johnny's mic. And he doesn't even know. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I do know. Unreal. It says on my screen. First off, and the second off, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to set up our our screen here so it looks aesthetically pleasing. And uh, nor did I get a single one of you guys to be like, "Hey, game time! You're on the clock." By the way, I figured you, got, you knew you, you got know, the number only, two. There's only six pick. of us in here. I figured hey, you knew you had to be ready. I get it, dude. You guys know that I'm gonna have an absolute stacked team, and so you're you're trying. <laughs> Chances are to, good. Yeah, to make it so I don't. And so you're trying to get every advantage you can. I get it. It's not going to work, though. It's not going to work. You can't. But, you but can't I will tell you. Slow Whisper it down. Nation. You can only hope Whisper to contain it. Hey, what I can say is Whisper Nation. <laughs> if you want to try, join Underdog Best Balls. Get, get your hat in the rink here. And make sure you use the promo code TFW. Pizza you Belly get- was checking on the best ball. He says but I'm saying no worries. Just want to make sure you don't need me. We always need oh. you. Pizza oh, we always need you, Pizza Belly. Always. So that we, we do. I mean, we don't need you. We we want you. Yes. We choose oh. you. We love like, you. Join us. Like Ash or Ketchum. Like. <laughs> like, Ash, like Ash Ketchum chooses Pikachu. 
didn't Pikachu choose Ash and didn't he like do everything he could oh, to get away it from goes, Pikachu? It, it works both ways, dude. That's what's called the best friend relationship. ACDC. Okay. Ways. All right. All right. We got an interesting draft here. No other team yeah. is as stacked as mine, but you've only had one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dude. Uh, dude. I have the best player. Oh, look who's Love on the it. clock, your boy. Oh, and now I get to add even more juice to this smoothie. Get ready, baby. Oh, I had an idea, but then I didn't. Yeah, it was a terrible idea. I knew I knew the idea you were thinking of, Johnny. It was, it was bad. It was, it was not good. It was bad. It was gonna you were gonna lose because of it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Wait, did my other player get taken? Jonathan Taylor, you took him. No, I was I was looking for Oh, he did. Okay. Swift? What are you looking for, dude? You don't know, Johnny. I'm looking for all the best players. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> and one was already yeah, drafted, too. okay? Me so. Too. All right, I'm going to get my boy CD repping my shirt right here. Dude, C Lamb, you won't repping for my boy. You took him, we can't. That's what we call the magic of television right there. Johnny, you're watching this now. Johnny wasn't really wearing that shirt <laughs> until he drafted CD Lamb. <clears throat> and then he magically put that shirt on. Yeah. He had stickers. <laughs> yeah, he had stickers. It's exactly. called post post production edits. Uh yeah, Travis, do a, do a, we'll do a we'll do a workshop on it. Uh Maybe one day in our Patreon. Yeah, I won't be going to that. You know that Chelsea, Philly Chelsea, woman behind the glass. She just hosted a editing workshop for yeah. this. Do you know who? Do you know who led the workshop? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was DMing me about her. The dude, who, the the main editor yeah. of the Fight Club. Yeah, dude. Like she. Yeah. Damn. I was. I was super jealous. And the guy who did the uh, remember the Volkswagen Darth Vader commercial. I don't know if I remember that one. The Super Bowl one? You don't remember that one? It's a heartstring. It's a heartstring tugger. How dare you, Travis, not re recall the greatest Super Bowl yeah. commercial yeah, ever. Yeah, you know, memory's a thing. I have good memory sometimes, bad memory others. Yeah. Probably quit drinking. My, my memory stops <laughs> to block out the pain. Yeah. You just use sometimes all your I memory on fantasy football stats. That's what it is. There's a lot of room in my heart. I, in a creative writing class, I wrote a paper on how we can remember, you know, like Game of Thrones character names, but we can't remember dates for tests and things like that. And how your brain will actually like remember things you care about. Hey, I love yeah. that. Yeah, fair point. Um, I love this right here. Uh, will 47 T Higgins is greater than CD. I do not agree, but it doesn't matter because your boy got both. <laughs> wow. Right. I love dude. how much love T Higgins is getting. I feel like people are. Uh... I tried to get him from said Philly Chelsea uh, a couple weeks ago and was denied. I'm taking CD over T, but I think I, yeah. I, I think CD over TD. Oh, I'm back on the yeah. clock. Travis, I like how Travis didn't even like to say, oh, game time. You're on the clock. Oh, do you want me to hold your hand too? You want me to come you're, over? You're there? right before you want me to rub your feet for you. You want too? me to tuck I mean, on your thumbs? You, hey, oh? you, you want me to won't. nustle your brow? Huh? You want me to, you want me to wash your underwear? Let me put your yeah. hair in a ponytail for you. Huh? If you, Do if you? you, if you would be so moisturized. Yes. 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 Come, please come do that. Yeah. Well, it's not happening. Just well, like, then why are you, you advertising, dude? Why are you advertising it for me? 
Johnny, let me be very clear, dude. I am competing against you directly in this yeah, tournament for money. To the for money. Team. For competing, money. Competing to give me the best team. That's what you're doing. That's the reality. I seriously am so stoked to see the result of all of our best ball tournaments at the oh, end of the year. Too. Whisper Nation, if you are new to Monday mock, mock Draft Mondays, we do a best ball tournament like the one we're doing right now pretty much every single Monday, which means we're going to have like 30-something best ball tournaments by the time the season actually kicks off. We've been doing this since February, I think. And it's going to be fun to see how it all stacks out. Blu-ray over CD, Travis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, love it. VHS over CD. I'm there too. It just gives it a more authentic feel, right? Yeah, I like when it's really damaged and you see like the strip coming through on the on the VHS. I like it when I can't intend. I know I can't make out what they intended, so I have to use my imagination to fill in the gaps. <laughs> exactly. Wait, are we yeah. talking about you know uh, when we were kids and there was the blurry channels, or are we talking about something else? We were talking about something else, but uh... okay, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I like to remember Nickelodeon had the the like orange CDs or the horn. Progress in Paris, of course. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I know, right? You should see it when the when hey the Johnny, training. you're on the clock, dude. Yeah, I know. I can't okay. believe AJ is still here. Welcome, a welcome a to my Brown. welcome to my team, AJ Brown. In the there's a lot of there's a lot of talent over in Philadelphia now. We'll see what comes together. Yeah, a lot of talent to help out AJ Brown and Hertz. Ooh, Mister, not showing up to OTAs, huh, Travis? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm buying the dip. Buy the dip. Give me all Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, dude, definitely buy the dip for sure on that. What yeah, I, think I think isn't be talk isn't maybe being talked about enough, like with the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, mm -hmm. and the way this offense is shifting. Like if if Kyler, I so I would forecast that everything is cleared up with Kyler before the season, or at least most of it, and he plays. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if he does, I think that we could see his biggest rushing year yet, with Hopkins kind of on the sideline for six games. I could see this team. Uh, you know, he could be forced to to run a little bit more than he ever has. So. Um, that's something I'm excited about. For I want to see him run. I want to see him utilize his legs. He's the fastest guy on the field anytime he's on the field, pretty much. So, I, I mean, I I appreciated last year up until like week seven or whatever it was. He was the number one overall efficient quarterback and he was averaging like less than 40 rushing yards per game. You love to see a guy with those kinds of wheels performing that efficiently just from throwing the football. But I think his lack of, of running appetite or wherever that comes from, whether it's game plan designed by Cliff Kingsbury, whether it's Kyler Murray saying, hey, you get more from a throw than you do a run. Um, at some point, you got to be able to open up that tool bag and use all that you got. And the Cardinals need some more tools to be utilized. Like we are right there, but you know, we're not using what we got and we're suffering because of You it. know what I just thought of? You know what just dawned upon me? Like, like you're on the clock, like knowledge, like knowledge dropped from the heavens for they the people came from heaven. To, yeah. What, <laughs> what if, what if this whole time? And I, I agree. I do think that you, when, when we see Kyler at his best, we see Kyler, you know, pulling it down and, and running. Right. What if, it, I mean, we know this whole thing's about money. 
what if he's waiting until he gets his 1 million rupees? And then he's like, and then he does have the best. Like, it's already locked in the bag. He wants guaranteed Monet. And I don't so think it's worked him, out that way psych- psychologically. Him, I don't on, think it works we, like that. Why? Because if, you, if you've got your Monet. And so you're not going to put your best on the table because you're trying to get money. And no, then once you get the money, you're going to put best on the not, table? No, no, no. I think you're misunderstanding. I think, like, I think that there are times when you don't put yourself in. Like, for example, for example, you do business, what they call quote unquote business decisions. And I think Shout out Liz Loza. Hey, yeah. Or, you know, and with the Cam Cam Newton thing, like when he did that, uh, right? He didn't jump on the fumble because he was afraid of getting hurt. And when and he knew, right, if he gets hurt, he's not getting he's look at all these other quarterbacks that we just talked about on the show where they're they're injured and they're they're even they're solid quarterbacks and they can't even find a, a job or get their money. And so why would Kyler, I'm not saying he always did that. I'm not saying he didn't always try to put his best forward, but there might've been several times where he made a business decision because he hasn't been paid yet uh, on a, on a play. And he goes down instead of trying to, he's making bad business decisions. Then I'll just tell you right now. He's making making bad business decisions because he's not, he's if, if that's true, He's protecting an asset that's not yet proven. He needs to demonstrate what asset that asset is a... capable of. Yes, he does. He needs to be able to take this asset through a full NFL season and be able to come into the postseason, no. what this no, is all about, ready to play. He has no, not yet don't. demonstrated this asset is capable of that. So what is he protecting? No. He's you protecting something you... that isn't where it needs to be yet but you're you're you are understanding the nature of the business and how the business is working it you don't have to show that's the whole reality you can show glimpses which he has he's shown really did he get the, did he get the back he's, those glimpses you're, you want to you want to shout me out about my lack of understanding he's working on it how now. much uh he's working on getting is- the bag now so he, you're, he's doing that, but he has shown it. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, never, he showed glimpses of what he could do, and that's why he got the bag. Pat Mahomes show, show he show, he was showing glimpses. Oh. Uh, Pat Mahomes, you're change, overstretching change the game, but I, I'll give you Josh Allen. But I still think that Josh Allen got paid also because of you know the nature, the, uh, the glimpses he didn't show us, and that was like the glimpses of bitching out. We've got no glimpses of Josh Allen bitching out, and we have a when few he, examples from Mr. Murray. When did Murray bitch out? When? Um, like when he threw that ridiculous interception in the in the playoffs, or uh, wait, when, when he, he didn't threw, study. Wait, hold film, on, hold on, hold on. So or he when he lost his social media, or when he not, those had not, that really weird New York cases. Times interview. None of those cases are of him bitching out. Those are things you don't like about him. Really but well. I call him bitching. bitching. That's I think what he did to his not, Instagram page was bitching out. Okay. Well then you think the same about why don't you say the same about Debo? Why don't you say the I same think he thing about, about all these guys that are doing it? Because AJ Debo Brown bitched out. it. Every single player these days does it. I think it's a bitch move. Hell, I did it last week. I think it's a bitch move. Well, what else you am I to say? Scrubbed your Instagram last week. Is that what you said? Did you do that, Johnny? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. No one caught it until no, until Big Travi did. You didn't scrub it. I, here's what I'll just say. We've got three seasons of Kyler Murray, right? Okay. And I'm just, I just want to talk fantasy here because I, I really don't want to get into like trying to psychoanalyze Kyler Murray. I, I would really rather talk about the fact that in three years, the year that he was a top four QB, number three QB 
in fantasy. He ran for 800 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. His other two seasons, he ran for sub 550 and five and four touchdowns in that I want to see more running. And I I am actually probably on Johnny's side is what Kyler's trying to do is say, I'm not going to run and put my body on the line without a big fat contract to, you know, because if I'm Kyler, it kind of makes sense. Now, should he have done it the way that Austin's talking, you know, Austin's saying he bitched out, maybe he shouldn't have done it that way. But if I'm Kyler and I'm looking at mobile quarterbacks and their longevity in this league and the type of respect that they command, whether or not that's because of the style of game they play, whatever, he's saying the odds are not good in my favor to secure a huge bag. I got to try and do it now. Now you can argue if he's worth it now or not, the market has been set. It doesn't matter what we think Kyler Murray is worth. He is in the position to demand this kind of money because one, he's dynamic and mobile. And two, he is a franchise quarterback. Three, you could even say he was drafted number one overall. So you have all of these things that are lined up for Kyler Murray to go and secure that bag, whether or not he's worth it. That's a different debate. I think that if he does get the bag and they get this straight, he could be in for the biggest season of his career in in that offense. And I think some of the things that we haven't talked about is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins may be facing a cliff, maybe with the suspension, whatever. Marquise Brown, like they're trying to say our new number one is a field stretcher. So we want deep shots and we want to run. I Very love fancy. that. Yeah, and I and I just think some of the things that are in line for him to hit, you know, and James Connors for fragility is another one. You know, he's not a guy who's finished a lot of seasons healthy. So I think all these things could line up for Kyler to just smash this year. I'd love to see that. And I think a lot of those pieces could, and I hope they do. Um mm, I hope that Kyler is being that strategic and he's not just afraid. Or somebody in Kyler's camp. You know, like somebody could could not even just be Kyler. Like maybe we are giving him too much credit for that, but maybe somebody who's really smart, who's next to him is like, look, dude, the odds of you landing a, a big deal like this as you play more are not good. I mean, look at what they're saying about Lamar Jackson, who doesn't have an agent, who is putting off his contract negotiations to play more with the coach that he loves, the franchise that he loves, and he's going to do that. There, I bet you there are people that know how these contracts work that are like, hey, man, let me be your agent because you are leaving money on the table right now, Lamar. Why would you not mm-hmm. go get your contract right now? But, you know, um, I just think that's that's the nature of this game. And, and maybe it is. Maybe the market will change because we are seeing more mobile quarterbacks than ever, right? But I think if you're playing the odds game, you got to try and go get that bag now. So this is something really interesting to monitor. We get to kind of plant this flag where two quarterbacks who are probably the two most mobile quarterbacks, the two quickest quarterbacks in the NFL, and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, similar in age. Mm, similar, they both had really good regular seasons. They both haven't done a ton in the postseason. Lamar more than Kyler, but still, we're talking about regular season heroes. Lamar, fine. They're approaching these contract negotiations, polar opposite ends of the spectrum, it sounds like. We'll see which one ends up getting a better deal. We'll see what ends up, which one ends up getting more money when it's all said and done. We'll also see how the team responds to these different players like how does kyler murray not being at otas impact the rest of the team yeah it's it's an it's a it's an indefinite point we'll see yeah best ball is on and my team is just i mean i know you guys knew this already but it is stacked (laughs) it feels so good to draft on six teams it just does (laughs) 
Like, hey, guys, why don't you ever try a 12-teamer? Well, our teams just look too good. Sorry. Yeah, we did do it. We did the 12-teamer once, and it was round five. And I was like, why am I thinking of drafting Adam Thielen right now? No, shout out to Adam Thielen. Love the guy. Think he's going to have a good year. But uh, in round five, a little too early for me. Johnny, why didn't you tell me I'm on the clock right now, dude? Coach, you didn't give me the same courtesy. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. What round are we in? We're around 14. 14. 14. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah, that's a great pick. How is he available right now? I didn't even see him. He was way way down there, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, best ball is not bad, right? Because he'll be playing eventually, and he won't be hurt. Yeah, no, he's a great best ball pick, especially here. I mean, anytime after the 10th round, even in a – Hell, even in a six six teamer, uh, I think he's worth it. So, Johnny, you're coming up here to the end. Who are you thinking of taking, and why? What what is your best ball strategy been recently? Um, I'm going. I'm going to go to tight ends here. Uh, I'm I'm. You're on the clock, dude. I know. Seven seconds, bro. I know. I was on the barely got that off. I was. Uh, I, you don't I, have I'm, concern that Mike Kosecki is going to be like the odd man out here. There's just like so many guys. In, I think he's going to be good for a tight end. He's probably just not going to be that. Like, he's not going to be a tier one tight end. He could be, but he's not going to be. He's not going to be a Mark Andrews. He's not going to be a Kelsey or a Waller. He'll probably be in like the Hawkinson minus camp. I, I could see that. I think he I think he's actually probably even lower than that, if I'm honest. Yeah. I hear I hear what everybody wants to talk about too. Like, oh, it's Kittle, you know, the Mike Daniels, Mike McDaniel offense. But, you know, if he was as good as Kittle, I feel like, you know, yeah, if he was an inline tight end, sure. If he blocked, if he did all the things Kittle does, yeah. But he's a he's basically a wide receiver. Yeah, he does the best parts of what Kittle does, and that is catch the ball and be super athletic. Is Mike the ball Daniel, is who is the run game coordinator from the 49ers, going to like it when he doesn't block for his run game? I mean, you can always, first off, you can always learn blocking. We always act like players can't. And like, can like Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, hold on. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald became oh, a great man. blocker at the end of his career. Why? Because he had a coach. No, he had a coach. Yeah. He had a coach and Bruce Arians oh, that, that said, hey, funny, you are going to play this this role, and this role requires a lot of blocking. Fitz yeah. said, well, I don't, I've don't. i never blocked before, coach. And guess right, what? Yeah. Hall said, of Fame, I don't give a hell. I don't give a pedigree, Larry Fitzgerald, number one wide receiver, was yes. able to learn blocking. Sure. Yes. So what, okay. why, can't, why can't one of the highest graded tight ends ever to come out of college as uh, from an athleticism standpoint – Ask Andy why, Isabella, why man, who also came he, out with one of the best grades. And but Mike Jacek good. That's the difference. Mike Jacek's good. He's all right. Oh my god, unreal. Why? The, really? Honestly, because we don't yet know exactly how good Tua is, and we know he's got two good wide receivers who are likely going to demand and should get more action than the tight end does. That's why. Okay, and but it's just more Tua be able to hold on. You guys are literally coming. Uh, yeah, but. Again, the same argument was said about George Kittle and Debo and Ayuk, right? And the it's answer the was no, he couldn't, only two. Right. 
And so will there be weeks just like Kittle? There was weeks where Kittle couldn't even be started. There are going to be weeks like that. Yes, 100%. But is is at the end of the day, are you saying he's not going to be a top 12 wide receiver? Or uh, sorry, top 12 tight end? Because I believe he will be. Well, he that's probably he will said. be, but that's not, that's not yeah, fair. Yeah, that's what he said. Who cares? You get a, you get a tight end nine. Are any of us salivating about tier. the number nine? Yeah, I said top tier, not top tight end. He's an athletic freak. That's not what I'm not. You want a top three? I mean, hell, Kittle hasn't even returned to top three. I'm talking about somebody that's above a waiver wire snack. That's what I'm talking about from the tight end position. A guy who's above that, just meh. A guy who's actually an answer for you and just not a a problem. That's what I'm talking about. I I don't know if he's going to be a piece for you. I think Jacecki can be that piece. He was last year. He could be too. He was last year. He wasn't much. That's he. He didn't. He didn't get to that. Maybe they were just evaluating him on different levels. I. Fuck. Where did Gusecki? How many yards did Gusecki finish with? I'm actually really curious on this one though. He was a top ten tight end last year. Of course he was. He was actually number twelve tight end in standard and number nine in PPR. So like, yeah. ew, this ew, is PPR. This is PPR. Okay. All right. Underdog. All right. This is half point PPR, but yeah. So PPR. So, you know, like, yeah, right around there, the 10, but I'm not, I'm not stoked about that. And that was last year when, when it wasn't a system that highlights a tight end, like the one he is in currently. Yeah, but here's, you know how many, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's my caveat. He doesn't block like Kittle. Okay. So that's one. We've already talked about that. You think he can learn blocking. That's fine. Kittle never played with guys that demand 25 to 30% market share like Jalen Waddle and Tyler, Tyree Killer. I mean, they, they are target monsters, especially Waddle for a guy he's already played for in, in Tua. And then you, you're going to get in there. I just think there's not enough meat on the bone. Like this is a team that, yes, threw a ton last year, but now they've changed to Mike McDaniel. You know who didn't throw a ton last year? San Francisco. So I just think there's too much uh, volatility in what we're trying to project for Miami for me to be all in on a guy like Kaseki who's going to have some flaws that potentially keep him off the field in situations like not run blocking well enough for them. Now, can he do it? Sure, but that's a lot to go bank on to go get your guy and be like, well, he's going to learn this new skill this year and still be as good of a tight end as he was last year. And the team's going to throw as much. It's like there's just too much there to like. I, I like it, though. And I'm not surprised, and I think he's a fun piece to pick up because of all the ceiling that he brings. Mike coming in and saying he's an athletic freak, like yeah, we like that. I and mean, what did we we said we needed? What, Johnny, help me remind me of this. We said we needed how many pieces? Like there's a few boxes that would need to get checked for a tight end to really be in that top level. It was being an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. It was having no competition at your position. And then you had to have basically a quarterback who was borderline obsessed with you. Like you had to have yeah. a guy you're, you had to be your quarterback safety blanket and first read. And if those things happened, then you get a real difference maker, you know, and, and I'm talking on that real special level that Jimmy Graham from the saints, um, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews type, even on his good days, even with an inconsistent quarterback, I just don't know if he's going to be able to check all three of those boxes and you do need to have them all checked to be in that I'm an answer for your team type of production level. And I'm, I'm, I just don't think he's going to have enough of a relationship, a tight enough relationship with Tua. All right. Well, we well, you're see. fucking wrong and you're going to see bro. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, your boy did get for once the highest uh, score here uh, projected. What was different this time? Your boy took Mike Jacecki. 
There it is. That's what it is, dude. That's yeah, it. That was you, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, That's it. So how did we how did we actually do we get to see uh which yeah, so, teams here have the highest prediction or the so, lowest? Uh, no, my yeah, so mine really did have the highest prediction. Uh, All right, highest at, prediction 30, for you? 38 49. And shows um, who you got on this squad here. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Dak and Trey, nice upside yep. QBs. JT, Dalvin, David, Josh. Not a lot of depth, but they're all really nice yeah. on this. And this is where you loaded up on the wide receivers. Okay. I see what you did here. All ceiling plays. Kept it kept it disciplined. Very good. What Zach was... Ertz, TJ, and your boy Mike. Okay. Right. And who came in with the lowest predictions? The lowest uh, would be Unfortunate Big Travi. With let's okay. see who did he put together. 30, well, I, didn't I didn't take Mike Gusecki. Yeah, yeah, she did not take Mike. Live and learn, man. Live and learn. Well, he's got studs here. I, I I'm noticing know. if you. I'm noticing the predictions give you more love if you take less. Oh, it's because he only had. Well, he only had one. You only have one tight end. That's mm. that's problematic. That's all I need, dude. That's problematic. What happens when they're he on? He doesn't a bye? even have. A, he's going to get traded before their bye week to a team that doesn't yeah. have a bye, that already okay. keep their bye. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there you have it. Well, there it is. And there we are. I want to give a shout out here to Mike Herrick. Do it for 20 Pizza Belly, Will 47, Smitty Satow, uh, Scott, of course. Love to have you here. If I missed anybody else. Uh, Freak Stomper, of course, the Chosen Rose. Nice draft. I'm like, thank you. Appreciate Ooh, that. Yeah. Um, and everybody else who joined us earlier on and throughout the show, it has been an honor as always to mock it up with you, Whisper Nation, and then getting into some best ball action as we do every single Monday. If you missed this week, have no fear. Next week, we'll be back doing very similar things. Just make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. And if you like what you've been listening to, go ahead and hit us with a thumbs up right underneath the video there on whatever platform you're watching. Allow us to connect with even more fantasy lovers out there and grow this community where you belong. Keep that week one feeling going all season long. Boys, anything you'd like to share with Whisper Nation before we call it a day? No, just appreciate everybody in the chat, man. You guys give us a reason to come in here and do it every single week. Um, I love the the debate is is spicing up as we get into this offseason. Uh, people really taking planting flags and getting into their guys. So I'm excited to keep continuing to do that. And we've got big guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. Steffi Smalls is going to be here Thursday. So make sure you're subscribed, like Austin said, so you can catch all these great shows. Different guests, different uh, perspectives, you know, new information. All that stuff is good for you, Whisper Nation. And Dave Kluge from, the, from Football Guys joined yeah. us on Thursday. Great episode. Excellent. Go oh, yeah. check it out in the YouTube page. Uh, Dave Kluge from Football Guys. He's phenomenal. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter while you're at it, too. Really fun, light, but also insightful presence over on Twitter and on his videos. You'll enjoy it, I promise. Yeah. Johnny, anything you'd like to share before we, before we do so out? Nope. All right. Well, on behalf of Johnny Game Time Hicks, there's Big Travi. I'm Austin Sear. We are the Fantasy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Peace.